Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Nerd Factory Reboot Game Talk. This episode is kind of a special one, just like the one I did back for Gamescom, but this time it's um, because it's Game Awards and there was a lot of news. So we're going to do it um, for the um, Game Awards version. So it's going to be a very heavy episode, one that I'm not sure if I can keep it short, but grab a drink, grab a snack. We have way too many things to talk about. So let's go. Alright, so, let's get into it. Um, first of all, Halo Infinite finally, finally got released. Um, it had so many great reviews, many people giving it, you know, amazing scores. And overall, the game has a score of 87 on Metacritic. Based on, uh, let me just update it, because this, this one that I have is kind of old. So yeah, based on 80 reviews right now. Very good, very nice. Um, however, at the same time, the user score is 8.2. It's um, very good to note that before the score became 8.2, there were many people who were review bombing this game and gave it a really low score. Thankfully, it was not that many people and now the real user scores are out and 87 is the critic score and of course the user is now 8.2 so we can basically understand that yeah Halo Infinite is a really really good game a return to form kind of uh, Halo many people also are saying that you know the campaign is really good the campaign is really nice um, some people are saying that no it's not that good it has some issues the problem is here the problem is that but Overall, everyone seems to be satisfied. Digital Foundry, however, has found out that while the game is really well made, there are some issues here and there regarding lighting that made some people think that there were heavy downgrades. But as Digital Foundry notes, because of the lighting changes, sometimes the game looks really bad, sometimes the game looks really good. But it doesn't mean that the game is bad at all. Also, we heard that a senior PlayStation executive has been fired after he was caught by an amateur, um, this is, this is a word I don't know, pedophile? It's not pedophile, but it looks like that, maybe that's how they write, I've never seen it written like that, people always say it's on Wales, but after being caught by an amateur pedophile sting operation. So this was something that came out. And you know, they said that you know, he's been caught and he was someone who worked um, at PSN, PlayStation Network specifically. So he was caught and many people were outraged saying that if Sony really cares about, you know, having um, a good company and stuff like that after everything that happened to Activision, will they do anything about this guy? Turns out, yeah, they basically, you know, um, threw him out and that's a great thing that they did. I mean, I don't think it was because of the pressure or anything, because there was no pressure. But I would say that, great job, Sony. Great job. They did um, something that was um, really, really needed. I mean, let's face it. 
and uh, you know, it's it's very imperative to basically you know, even even if you're firing someone who is integral to part of your company, I think it's far more important to basically protect your employees, their families, and everyone else. So, I I I think that you know Sony did a good job, good job. So that's for that. Um, also, Matrix Awakens Unreal Engine 5 experience was basically uploaded to servers of PSN and Xbox. That was before being announced at Game Awards for what it is. Um, I'm gonna actually get into it. I'm not gonna, you know, basically um, say what it is right here. We're gonna get to Game Awards, then I'm gonna tell you what it was and how it worked out. But it was kind of a, you know, experience for Unreal Engine 5. But yeah, that was before that. And then, of course, they said that they will come to Game Awards to, you know, introduce it and do some things like that. They did release a teaser. But honestly, we were all waiting for Game Awards. We wanted to see what was gonna happen. And also, again, talking about Activision, unfortunately. QA and other developers at Activision Studio Raven Software are staging a walkout over surprise layoffs, which I covered last week. When I talked about that, they asked the QA people to move somewhere else and they were going to give give them increased wages and suddenly they said, no, you're fired. Apparently, they, um, started, they are staging a walkout and... Uh, this will apparently hurt Call of Duty Warzone's ongoing development. Honestly, you know, I think that it, they they should basically do, you know, even more than this. Basically just say, yeah, we're, we're not gonna, you know, work completely. And the other devs at Raven Software should all, you know, uh, support their friends and say that, okay, no one's gonna work. This is a strike. Not a walkout, strike. According to Jason Schreier, um, he says that most of a team of around 40 QA testers at Raven Software, which works on Call of Duty Warzone, are walking off the job to protest a sudden layoff that began on Friday. They'll say they'll be walking out until the story, uh, until the layoff is um, reversed. So, first of all, this is really, really cool that they're doing it and you know honestly they, they deserve way better than what Activision has been doing with them I mean who who does that tell you to yeah move somewhere else we'll give you more money and then suddenly say that oh yeah you moved oh sorry you don't have a job anymore not even more we're not gonna give you your even money like that you, you just you just fired bye so it's it really sucks but Activision did release a statement they said we are converting approximately 500 temporary workers to full-time employees in the coming months. Unfortunately, as part of this change, we also have notified 20 temporary workers across studios that their contracts would not be extended. This is not what we all heard, Activision. No one has heard this. As far as we are aware, you promised more wages to these people. You promised them that you'll be fine once you move. And you never said that basically, yeah, you're all have it you'll have a chance of getting laid off why i mean if i worked at somewhere 
and they asked me to move from one city to another, I would at least ask, do I have my job security? Because if I don't, I'm not going to do that. It's going to cost a lot of money to go to another city that I don't know. Why would I do that? So, yeah, Activision, you're, you're definitely, definitely not out of the woods. I mean, really, why do they think that this kind of behavior is okay? And moving away from Activision, let's move on to uh, Epic Games. As you probably know, because I'm sure that many people um, either play Fortnite or have heard about it and the events that happen. Um, as you may know, Chapter 3 Season 1 has launched. And uh, with that, we have new characters as part of the Battle Pass. One of them, of course, is Spider-Man with his symbiote suit and, of course... His normal suit. Now, the funny thing that actually got you know a lot of attention um, during the you know during the time that it came out is that Spider-Man's movements and web swinging was way better than not only Marvel's Avengers but rather any you know game except of course Marvel's Spider-Man from Insomniac. People were really surprised, and they were like, how is it so good? How is the movement, web swinging, so freaking good? Whereas, you know, something like Marvel's Avengers could not deliver on it, and everybody who basically apologized for them, like apologists for Crystal Dynamics, they were like, yeah, you know, they had to work on many other characters. They had to make a synergy for these characters. I don't understand these people, because why would you say that? I mean, first of all, it's been a long time since they made another character for their game. It's been a long time. Secondly, synergy? What synergy are you even talking about? Which which character has a synergy with another one? I mean, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2 and 1 had a way better synergy than, you know, Marvel's Avengers. This is not an excuse. Next to that, you should look at Fortnite and be like, oh my god, this game has so many characters, it's regularly adding more characters, whether it be from animes, video games, TV, or movie, and yet, Spider-Man works really well. This is not, uh, you know, acceptable to say that, you know, they had many characters, well, no, that's, that's not true, that's not even remotely acceptable. But I'm very happy that Spider-Man had such great web swinging. I, I don't play Fortnite, nor do I you know, want to pay for Battle Pass. But I'm excited when I see that Spider-Man is being this well-received. And he's swinging so well. I mean, of course, they will never reach the level of Insomniac's Spider-Man. But nevertheless, very impressive. Great job, Epic Games. Very, very amazing. Alright, um, continuing on, oh yeah, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection is now launching on January 28th of 2022 on PS5, and it will come to PC in 2022, they don't give a, they didn't give out a specific date, but they said it will be in 2022, if, however, you have the digital version of Uncharted 4 or Uncharted Lost Legacy. Or if you have the physical 
version of them, you will be able to upgrade to the, uh, sorry, upgrade to the um, PS5 version for only 10 bucks. That's a pretty sweet deal. As a reminder, if you have a digital PlayStation 5 console and you have the disc, obviously you cannot upgrade. And it, it's really obvious, and I think that even, you know, people who are not gamers can probably understand that. They're like, yeah, where would you put the disc to say that you own it? But one particular person, for some reason, tweeted this out and said that, why can't I update? This is so bad. Sony, you are being greedy. And I was like, okay, but where were you when every other game before Uncharted did this? When the, you know, um, generation began. Everyone knew about this. Everyone was cool with this. Because it was obvious. Where would you put the disc? I mean, it, would, it wouldn't be too hard to basically, you know, buy a disc. You know, actually, no, just rent a disc. Or get it from a friend. I don't know, prove it to Sony that, yeah, I have this game. Nullify that. And then be like, yeah, I got this game for cheap. Why would you do that? I mean, no, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, I just know that this guy was probably, you know, anyway, the funny thing is he wasn't even being sarcastic. So now, yeah, it's, it wasn't like that. I wasn't, I was trying to say that maybe he was joking, but then I realized that no, he literally was not joking. He was very serious about it. Anyways, who cares? As for the features that are um, in this particular version and some more details that are kind of important that I will share. So the things that you will have in this collection is that you will have three different modes. Fidelity mode, which will be 4K 30 FPS, performance mode, 60 FPS and 1080, performance plus mode, which will be 1080p and 120 FPS. You might be wondering, so performance is just 1080? Turns out, no. Turns out that it's dynamic 4K, but they're saying that you know it will not go lower than 1080 at all. So most likely, I mean, I don't know. I mean, this was kind of you know weird. They just said 60 FPS, and there was 1080 somewhere that I saw. So my guess would be that you know, dynamic 4K with 60, which will be really nice. As for fidelity most likely native 4k and 30 fps of course once we get closer to release all of this will be much clearer as for performance plus 1080 and 120 fps they say the games will have improved load times and they did say this was in playstation blog that wrote about it they said that almost no loading whatsoever and they put it this way saying that you know um the loading is faster than chloe you know taking out her gun we also have 3D audio support, we have DualSense support, which uh, features haptic feedback and adaptive triggers. So according to Naughty Dog, they have worked um, really hard on making the players feel the Jeep moving around and of course the guns having, you know, great feeling to them so that people are like, okay, this is really good. Um, and like I said, some few things to note. Those of you who have the Uncharted 4, through PS Plus, you will not be able to upgrade because you have it on PS Plus, just like Final Fantasy VII Intergrade. And uh, the multiplayer mode is 
apparently cut and not part of this collection, which is a shame because the multiplayer was actually really fun. And they also said that there is a uh, limited movie ticket offer, which they said that this is what they said. Between now and February 3rd, players in select countries can purchase or upgrade to Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection on PS5 via PlayStation Store and receive a voucher code for one standard ticket to see the Uncharted movie in participating features starting from February 2022. They must be a resident of Australia, New Zealand, UK, or US. Age restrictions apply. Ticket code delivered via email um, on or around February 9th, 2022. This is pretty awesome. They also said that stay tuned that there may be additional countries that can participate in this particular offer. So for 10 bucks, not only do you get the, you know, new version of Uncharted 4, but also you have the chance to actually go and see the movie for free from Sony. That's actually a pretty sweet deal. I mean, the movie doesn't look good. And, uh, you know, I, I don't care, but if it's free, who wouldn't go? I mean, all I have to do is just, you know, grab some snacks and go there. That would be it. All right. So we talked about Uncharted, which is actually, you know, I, I'm excited for it, you know, but it reminds me so much of Ghost of Tsushima and, uh, you know, the $10 upgrade for the PS5 version, which basically was the same game. I mean, as far as I know, there was some small incremental upgrades, aside from DualSense, I'm not counting DualSense, uh, some incremental upgrades, but in all in all, it was just basically you were paying $10 for DualSense features. Don't get me wrong, I am excited for it, and one day, I will play all of them. But right now, because of so many games that I currently have to play, I unfortunately can't, so I have to give it a little more time. Serious Sam 4 is now available on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S and of uh, and yeah, uh, also it's available on Game Pass. It was kind of a stealth launch on Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass and if you like Serious Sam, which honestly it's a very fun game, especially if you, you know, played with a friend because you know I actually had a friend we used to basically um, play it uh, a lot through VR. There was a place where they had VR because you know basically play there, and it was so freaking fun. It was like you know we went there and you know we kept playing, and uh, it, it was so good. I think we broke a record or something back then. But yeah, it, it's it's really fun. So if you want, you can you know get the game. You know if you have Game Pass, and Honestly, I'm not sure if the Serious Sam 4 is that one that we've been playing. I'm not even sure which Serious Sam it was, but it was really fun. That's why I'm saying that you know you should play it. Nick Offerman has also been cast as Bill in HBO's The Last of Us. So, first of all, pretty awesome casting. And um, second of all, can't wait to actually see when this TV series finishes... Um, shooting because by this point it's taking a long time and of course I know that you know it's you know it, it, it has a huge budget very huge and they're doing their best so I definitely I'm really curious and I do want to see a trailer and see 
First of all, how do they even make the trailer? Will they use any soundtrack from Last of Us or will they go Hollywood style? Like, dum 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 in a world where it's apocalypse. <laughs> I hope not. Ubisoft has announced something called Ubisoft Quartz. They announced that this is the beta of Ubisoft Quartz, the first playable NFTs. Oh god. Designed by the Ubisoft Strategic Innovation Lab. And it's coming soon to Ghost Recon Breakpoint. They're calling it Ubisoft Quartz Beta Playable and Energy and Energy Efficient Ubisoft NFTs. Why? Why? Really? What's wrong with you, Ubisoft? I mean, I don't really get it. But, fun thing, even though YouTube has removed the counter for dislikes, you can use some extensions to actually see the dislikes. And funny thing, Ubisoft Quartz has been downvoted real hard. Like, you can't imagine how hard it, it basically, um, you know, it, it has. I mean, it's just that, you know, dislikes was not a thing that needed to be um, removed. Because basically, you know, with them, we are showing our you know basically our dislike to what's happening and honestly i think that you know it, w it was basically a very nice way of showing how we don't like what we are seeing and basically um going out of our way to um show our dissatisfaction and basically it was you know, something that we could do and next to, you know, having no other option to show that, yeah, we don't like this thing. But as it stays right now, 9.2 thousand dislikes compared to 463 likes. Maybe we cannot go out there and be angry and be like, yeah, ooh, you have to remove this. But with dislikes, we can certainly show it. And honestly, why do people think that you know, NFTs are good? What the hell? I mean, who does that? I mean, they see how people are against NFTs, how people hate NFTs. And they're, they think in their infinite wisdom that, yeah, let's, let's bring it to our games. Who does that, Ubisoft? Jesus. And they're like, energy efficient. No, 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 no. That's a lie. That's a definite lie. I know that, of course, the NFT apologists would be like, no, dude, it's so clean. Way cleaner than this and this and that. But no, no, that, that doesn't excuse it. And, uh, of course, if you have signed up for um, multiverses of uh, Warner Brothers' multiverses, which was a Smash clone, you may have received an email which will help you play during the playtests. A weird thing that happened was that technically, if you even answered the email where it said, you know, put your friends' emails so we can maybe, you know, give you and your friends a chance to play, or the fact that they said it was a random thing, they lied. They very clearly stated in tw on Twitter that we gave codes to those who signed up first. So what was the point of it? You could have technically said that, I would never have signed up. 
never would have sent the emails of my friends and said that, yeah, I want these guys to play with me as well. What was the point? But you may have received an email. Do remember that, of course, it is under NDA, so you cannot come out and tell us anything. Um, also, I did, you know, get the um, Dragon Ball Breakers closed network test. But I didn't get to play it for some reason because, you know, it, it didn't let me in. I don't know. I did check the times. The times were okay, but I never could connect to the um, server to play. So it was really weird. Also, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl has revealed Garfield. So now Garfield is being added to the game. Some people were saying that Garfield is unplayable on Mondays because Garfield hates Mondays. Unfortunately, that was just a rumor and it's not real. Sorry. I mean, I I honestly wanted it to happen as well. I really, really wanted it to happen as well. But it didn't. And that's a really bad thing. So, talking about Halo Infinite and its development. This is what Jason Schreier has said. And this is, of course, an excerpt from the whole article. He says, by the summer of 2019, Halo Infinite was in crisis mode. The studio decided to cut almost two-thirds of the entire planned game, leaving managers to instruct some designers to come to the office and do nothing while the studio figured out the next move. Eventually, the game's open world was cut back from a vast, Zelda-like experience into something far smaller. It soon became clear to some of the team that, even with the compromises, getting Halo Infinite into decent shape by the following fall would be impossible. Still, the timing of the release date didn't seem up for discussion. Microsoft told Free for Free that it had to launch, that it had to be a launch game for the next Xbox, which meant releasing it in November 2020. So, yeah. Um, honestly, they were in a bad position. It was not that good. But apparently, according to Jason Schreier, the situation was so bad that either one, the game could release and be like Anthem from EA, or it could actually become the God of War in terms of quality, of course. So honestly, yeah, that delay helped them out so much, so much. And uh, it was so... Uh, beneficial to them but also Jason Schreier notes he says that free for freeze tool cell tool set Faber was so difficult to use that they spent months considering a switch to unreal of course they didn't do the switch anyways the game was delayed multiple times and one early plan of them was to release the multiplayer in 2019 and the campaign in 2020 so that was it that was what they said and honestly i am really happy that finally hell infinite launched that was a really good game that people are enjoying it this is what matters at the end of the day you know it matters that the game is a good one and that you can enjoy it maybe halo infinite wasn't the flagship thing that everyone had in their minds thinking about something i don't know groundbreaking but at least, it's still a very good Halo game. Rockstar has finally announced um, 
a continuance of the story of GTA V. This is not GTA IV, this is basically um, something called GTA Online, the contract. Apparently, this story happens a few years after GTA V, where Franklin is now very rich, and uh, basically um, he now has a company of his own. In that company, he um, basically protects celebrities and stuff like that, and you, your character in GTA Online, has to help Franklin do some things. The cool thing about this is that, if you guys remember, Snoop Dogg used to say that Dr. Dre is doing some new music for GTA, and many people assumed that, no, he was probably wrong, this was maybe, you know, because there's no way he's doing it for GTA 6, maybe, you know, this is for San Andreas and stuff like that. Turns out none of that was true, and Dr. Dre is actually in um, GTA Online, the contract. He's actually in there as a character. So, the one time we actually get a continuance of the single player story that we had in GTA V, it's, well, online. Yeah, kind of weird. I mean, it could have been far easier to give us just the control of Franklin. He is the boss, but remember that Ezio was also the boss in all his games. And still, we had a lot of great time with this guy. But anyways, let's not get that much into it because we have far many more things to talk about. God of War PC version had its uh, features shown off in a trailer. The features that are there is native 4K unlocked frame rate, wow, graphic settings featuring high resolution shadows, better, better reflections, um, improved screen, screen space <laughs> reflections, and it's you know all things that basically make the game look far more visually pleasing, which is absolutely great. I mean, there's no ray tracing here, but you know, screen space reflections is a really cool thing anyway. SSR, as you know, some people call it. Um, Nvidia DLSS is supported alongside Nvidia Reflex. Nvidia Reflex is done for responsive gameplay, which makes the game far better when you're playing it. Far to, you know, basically, like, you know, far less lags. There's not going to be that many game input lags or things like that. So, really awesome. It also supports both DualShock 4 and DualSense, other gamepads, and fully customizable key bindings for keyboard and your mouse. However, we don't know um, that if it's possible to, I don't know, have, you know, the features of DualSense on it. Because if it is, I'm hoping that we can get it on PS5 as well, because it sucks if we can't. But, here are also the specification lists um, for God of War, and it's kind of actually really cool. First of all, God of War will come to um, Steam and Epic Game Store on January 14, 2022. So, if you want to actually run the game on Ultra, this is what kind of thing you will get and what you will need to get to these results. The average performance of Ultra will be 4K, native 4K, at 60 FPS. This is average. It means that it can go even higher than that. The GPU that you will need is NVIDIA RTX 3080 10GB. What? So yeah, if you have 3090, 
then maybe you can get more out of it, like maybe 80, I don't know, 70 or 80 frames. And there's, I don't think that that will be fixed like that, but I mean, a 60 would be far better to have a fixed one. Unless you have a monitor that can actually support, you know, VRR. Um, or basically, I don't know, it doesn't make sense to do that that much. I mean, a good monitor, but still. Continuing from that, the CPU that you need is Intel i9 9900K uh, um, uh, or you can use Ryzen Ryzen 9 3950X so pretty much top of the line CPU <laughs> that's really top of the line as for the amount of RAM that you will be needing you will need around 16 gigabytes it doesn't specifically state what kind of RAM but it's a given that we basically, you know, DDR4, DDR5. Of course, DDR5 is much harder to obtain. Um, not just because of the RAM itself, but, you know, the price and the motherboard. But, you know, if you want to go for 40, you know, if you want to go for 4K, 60 frames, ultra, you probably have the best in class anyway. So, as for the OS, obviously, they support uh, Windows 10 64-bit. And storage, you will need 70 gigabytes of SSD. Yeesh. They do say that if you want to go for minimum, you can use an HDD as well, but SSD is recommended. The funny thing is, if you want to go for the lowest one, you'll need, like, this is really funny, i5-2500K. Eesh, that is like <laughs> the lowest and you get 70 you know you actually get 720 30 fps so you technically get the worst thing that is even you know even worse than playstation 4 kind of thing so if you have that kind of pc just play it on playstation 4 much better and much easier i mean you know it's just you know basically go for um uh, other things like uh, if you have that kind of a PC, I don't think it's worth it to play God of War like that. 720, 30 FPS. That that would suck. That would really suck. Now, continuing from that. Oh my! This I didn't know. Ubisoft has now deleted the announcement video for its Quartz NFT platform after it received more. That 95% dislikes on YouTube. I didn't know that they delisted it, but how was I able to actually see it right now and see the dislikes updated? I'm not sure what this delist mean, but you know, but what do they mean? Like you know, the video is no longer available on YouTube because it is. <laughs> you can see it. I don't know. Kind of weird, but. Um, Stalker 2 appeared as the f uh, on the cover of PC Gamer and it showed off some new screenshots which were really cool and honestly you know, this game looks really awesome. I mean look at the graphics on this game. My god. The game looks really good. I love it. I can't wait to play it. And unfortunately Masayuki Uemura, the designer behind NES and SNES consoles has unfortunately passed away. So, 
there's a um, sad thing that I have to report. Microsoft has also filed a trademark for the uh, title Halo the, in the Endless. So we don't know what it is at this point. We have no idea if it's something special in terms of games or something like that. We, we actually have no idea. Um, but like I said, something that they have um, basically uh, registered. We have another story regarding Activision Blizzard, and I actually have another one as well. But this is this comes first, and we go to the other one. Um, Activision Blizzard employees are taking one step closer to unionizing and starting a strike fund with a one million dollar goal. So yeah, they are basically as as Shannon Liao said. Uh, I I hope that I pronounced that right. She says that. Um, they are unionizing, and this unionization is actually very important, so that you know basically they can protect themselves against you know the corporate that so far doesn't seem to care about anything that they're doing. It's so sad to think that you know technically they don't care. They're just like, yeah, we are not doing anything bad. Do you want us to basically leave? No, we're not gonna leave. We're still here. We're still good guys. Jesus Christ. Um, also, we had a new look at Pablo Schreiber as Master Chief in Halo on Paramount+. Plus. I can't actually believe that we actually have the Halo TV series and it is happening. And I can't believe that, you know, the costume looks badass. I mean, it looks so freaking good. How does it look so good? I mean, this might be the most, you know, accurate video game costume I mean, it's so so freaking good uh let's go and continue din 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 this will be for tomorrow's episode i'm not gonna say it now i will talk so much about it <laughs> there will be a new uh, there was actually a new look at uh, babylon's fall and if you remember babylon's fall did have a little change in art design and art direction but people were so mad at it that they decided to go back to what people liked however um, they also announced that the game will be coming March 3rd 2022 so pretty awesome yay if you guys are excited for it we also have a new telltale game called the expanse the expanse will be uh, a telltale series game and there will be more information in the next issue of the game informer so very cool that we are seeing more of telltale i mean honestly i i adore telltale games i mean look i know that the other games weren't always perfect but they did their best and it wasn't that bad <laughs> Really, it wasn't. <laughs> um, and, you know, these, these are all part of the Game Awards section. So, they announced that Tunic will launch March 16. I have no idea what it is. The Game for Impact Award was announced as... And the winner was Life is a Strange, True Colors. Uh, we saw Cronin being revealed for King of Fighters uh, 15. 
the second open beta for King of Fighters 15. Um, the dates were announced and the dates are as follows, December 17th, 18th and again 18th. But the timing are December 17th, 9pm 9, 9 um, till 20th of December, which will be 7am. Oh, these are PSC. Oh my. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I have to say it again. Right, the dates were announced as like this, saying that you know if you live on a time zone of PST kind of thing, uh, December 17th at 7 p.m. it will start and it will end on December 20th, 7 a.m. If you're living somewhere like CET, December 18th, 4 a.m. till 20th, 4 p.m. The beta will be available on PS5 and PS4. Texas Chainsaw Massacre has been announced. It's going to be an online game developed by Sumo Nottingham. <clears throat> and the game looks pretty creepy. Um, Homeworld 3 was revealed. And it will be coming uh, in the fourth quarter of 2022. The game will be available on Epic Store and Steam. Honestly, go watch the trailer. The game looks really good. Best esports athlete goes to Simple. No idea who that is, but congratulations. Best esports team goes to Natus Vincier. Am I saying this correct? Best esports coach goes to Keikoma. And best esports event goes to 2021 League of Legends World Championship. Honestly, I have no investment whatsoever in these things, so I'm just gonna you know, say them. I mean, really, I have no idea what they are. We had a new look at Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. Um, we had Thirsty Suitors revealed, which is coming soon, and it has been described as battle your excess, dis disappoint your parents, and find yourself. <laughs> the game is actually really funny. Go watch the trailer and you'll know. We have a new look at Evil West, which will be coming 2022. A new game um, called Have a Nice Death is coming to early access on March 2022. And the you know tagline was actually really cool. They say that rest in paperwork. <laughs> Stupid. Best audio design goes to Forza Horizon 5. Ray traced audio. Hmm. So it won. Planet of Lana was announced coming 2022 with music from Takeshi Furukawa, who has worked on The Last Guardian and plenty more games. We also had a really nice surprise from Atlas and Sega with Ted, Teddy actually, from Persona 4 appearing and announcing that as part of the Persona 25th anniversary, Persona 4 Ultimax will be coming to PS4, Switch, and Steam. Kind of weird that at this point they could have technically said PS5 and PS4. I know, I don't know, just do something extra for that. But still, they didn't, and they just said that it's coming to these consoles on uh, March 17th. And if you if you want to play it on Steam, you can pre-order it today on Steam. So, yay. <laughs> so, Sting also appeared and uh, performed his music for Arcane. 
and um, it was really cool. We also saw Jeff Keighley speak out against harassment and uh, speak against Activision, and that was really cool. I mean, good job, Jeff Keighley. Best Independent Game Award went to Kena, Bridge of Spirits. We then had a new look at Hellblade 2 by Ninja Fury, and my god, the game looked so freaking good. Senua's Saga is basically Hellblade 2, and woof. First of all, the trailer looked really weird. There was like this giant that came in the trailer, and I was like, holy crap, why does it look so creepy? I mean, Hellblade always made me feel so uneasy when playing it. But now, Senua's Saga is just something different. And you know, the graphics look amazing. I don't care what anyone says. People, some are saying that, you know, the transition from gameplay to cutscene was jarring. You could see it. And you know, I say that, no. I didn't notice it. But I enjoyed the freaking trailer. It was so good. It makes me really jealous of those of you who have Game Pass and you have Xbox. Because you get to play this game. And you know, honestly, I am really excited to see this game firsthand. I mean, it looks really good. So, yeah, I'm not going to say anything bad about it. And I hope that people will stop doing that as well. Some people, of course, fanboys. Um, so, let's continue. Uh, oh, yeah, we also had um, a new trailer for... Um, for Spoken, and they showed that new trailer, new gameplay, and they also announced, they actually showed the cover art for the game, but they also announced that the game will be $70 on Steam, and they also announced that Final Fantasy VII Integrate, Remake Integrate, will be available on Steam as well, and also will be $70. Yikes. <laughs> I mean, look, I understand that the you know costs are way more and you know obviously something like that will happen but you know it still hurts <laughs> it's kind of weird when you see it happen we had a new star wars game announced and the game looked really ominous and creepy but the game was announced and uh, it actually reminded me of a few things from dune to be honest but the game was announced as Star Wars Eclipse. It is being developed by Quantic Dream. If you remember, we had this rumor for a long time, and it finally came true. They described this game as set in the High Republic era of Star Wars. It is currently in uh, development. Also, something weird was that there was a uh, trailer during the Game Awards, <laughs> And uh, there were like hundreds upon hundreds of free game codes by Bethesda being given away during that trailer. And uh, it was it was really funny seeing that happen. And, uh, you know, that was, that was really cool. While many people were excited for Star Wars Eclipse, Jason Schreier, as usual, unfortunately, started to boo this process and be like yo why are you protecting and why are you you know basically supporting this game the bosses and journalists are saying aquatic dream is a bad company dude let us enjoy the damn thing for a few minutes <laughs> why do you have to be a bubble burster wonder woman game was announced by monolith the developers behind shadow of mordor and shadow of war 
Wonder Woman game has been announced with a CGI trailer, but there were some details that came out. They said that you know basically you are going to unite humans and Femiscarians or Amazons to fight against evil, and they will use the Nemesis system to actually. Uh, they will have the Nemesis system in the game, so that's actually pretty cool. But it makes me think that so technically it's just. Shadow of War or Mordor, doesn't really make a difference, with Wonder Woman being there, having her own powers, and you know, instead of basically, you know, touching someone's head to get the truth, she'll use the lasso, we zoom in, we find out the truth, then we have the nemesis because some people might have, you know, attacked Femiscira. Technically, just, you know, that with a Wonder Woman skin. That's all I'm expecting. Is it bad? No. But is it groundbreaking? Oh hell no, we needed more. <laughs> also, the best performance went to Maggie Robertson for Lady Dimitrescu in Resident Evil Village. I'm actually very excited that she won. She actually did an amazing performance as Lady Dimitrescu. She was really good. And consider this, she was in the game for, I don't know, maybe... I'm actually, you know, counting the you know, dialogues and, you know, uh, amount of time they would be, so maybe an hour or so, I mean, I don't know, if you put every dialogue she had next to each other, I mean, maybe it would be an hour, I'm not sure, maybe I'm wrong, but it wasn't that long anyway, I mean, we expected her to be in the game far more, but at least, you know, it worked out for her. Also, Alan Wake 2 was announced at the Game Awards and it is coming 2023. Sam Lake also started to basically talk about the game. He said that, you know, we are so sorry that you guys had to wait this long for the game, but um, this will be Remedy's first ever survival horror game. And uh, he also said that, you know, he was so excited for the story. He said that the story is such a monster, it will be very um, dark. And he also said that for now, just like the game, they will be going dark um, because they have to work on the game. However, he did say that there will be more news regarding the game uh, in summer 2022. So that is really exciting. Also, Remedy Entertainment, believe it or not, actually quote tweeted someone from a long time ago. Literally, long time ago. Back when Alan Wake actually launched... He, they just, you know, quote tweeted them and said that, you know, yeah, sorry to keep you waiting, dude, but <laughs> the game is coming, so have fun. I mean, th that was that was weird. I was like, what the hell? Who would, <laughs> who would do that? Like, the tweet was on February 26th of 2012, and they replied to this guy in 2021 saying that yeah sorry for the wait dude by that point it would be like even when it comes 2023 it would be wow 11 years freaking hell 11 years for a game yeesh that's a very long time but still i mean at least we are getting it at last i mean let's just be happy that we have the game at last finally we have this freaking game so yeah that's actually great news 
Oh boy, let's continue on. We also had the first look at Sonic Hedgehog 2, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, the movie. It looked, you know, really good, so good. We had Eggman with his famous stash. We had, um, we had, you know, that hovercraft thingy that he sits in, sits on. Actually sits in it, so no, sits in. <laughs> we also had, um... Master Emerald making an appearance. We had uh, Tails making an appearance. Tornado, the airplane that is um, in Sonic franchise. We had Sonic snowboarding. And impressively, we actually didn't see that much of the humans in this movie. In this trailer, at least. Which is really cool. That means that, yeah, no more humans, just Sonic. And then we had Knuckles. And my god, Knuckles looks so good. He was such a badass. He was like, you know, uh, you know, but there was basically a scene where um, they're attacking. You know, Sonic is attacking Knuckles. And he says that you're not getting my power. And then, uh, you know, Sonic, uh, you know, is grabbed by Knuckles. And Knuckles says, Do I look like I need your power? And I was like, wow, <laughs> it is so cool. And, you know, I'm so glad that they're actually, um, you know, uh, conforming to the uh, games where we knew that in the games, you know, so Knuckles was not a fan of Sonic. And now we are seeing that happen. So really awesome. Really awesome. And, you know, this was really exciting to see happen. So. We also had a new look at Horizon Forbidden West, and we were shown some different robots, and uh, they looked so freaking awesome. There's actually one robot that, if you watch the trailer, is so huge. Who, who would basically like you know fight that guy? And I'm actually really scared to fight that particular robot. I mean, it looked absolutely gigantic. Damn. Also. Best Action Game Award went to Returnal, and people were really happy that this was the case. We had the first look at Bokeh Game Studio game called Slitherhead, which is made by one of the guys who worked on Silent Hill, and the music is also by Akira Yamaoka, again, someone who worked on Silent Hill. While the game looked good, I was like, what the hell is this game even about? It was kind of a weird game. Nightingale by Inflection Games was announced. Slitherhead, I did say, you know, we had the teaser trailer, so go watch it. I mean, to me, it looked really weird. I didn't understand really that much about it. And, you know, I don't think that this was a game that I would be that interested in. Because it was weird. Kind of weird. PUBG also will go free-to-play on January um, 2022. As for the exact date that it will be it will be january 12th we had a new look at somerville we had a cuphead music performance which was uh continued by the announcement that the delicious last course will launch on june 30th 2022 so holy crap we're finally getting it we're finally getting this thing and now the only thing that remains that everyone still wants is uh what was the name of that other game that was supposed to have an expansion by now? Damn it, I actually... For some reason, I actually forgot. Uh, 
Valor Knight or something? No. But there was another character, <laughs> so I forgot. We also had a look at Sonic Frontiers. Uh, Sonic Frontiers will launch on uh, 2022, and that's great news. But the cool thing about it was that the trailer, they showed the environment. They didn't show that much game. They didn't show gameplay. They showed the environment, and the gameplay. The environment looks so freaking good. So yeah, it does look like something out of a Zelda world. It looks really awesome, really exciting to watch, and uh, it was really, really good. I'm really excited for it. Um, Hideo Kojima actually appeared, and uh, he introduced a new trailer for uh, Guillermo del Toro's movie called Nightmare Alley. So yeah, he didn't announce anything regarding his own game. The best art direction went to Deathloop, and... Uh, Halo Infinite somehow won player's voice award, which I'm thinking like, how did that even happen? The game came out like one day before it. I mean, I don't know why it won, but congratulations anyway. Best RPG went to Tales of Arise. Best score and music also went to uh, Near Replicant. Very well deserved. Content creator of the year went to Dream. Have no idea who he is. Best multiplayer went to It Takes Two. <laughs> like, right now, Take Two is so mad. They're like, what? What? Best mobile game went to Genshin Impact. And uh, best narrative went to Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, we had a new look at a game called Tichia, if I'm correct. Coming spring 2022. We had the first look at Suicide Squad gameplay, and whoa, the gameplay looked really awesome. It was basically shooter-based, and you know, it was far more colorful than any other Arkham series games, but it looked really awesome. And we did see Barry Allen, who is actually black in this game, and he's apparently being controlled by Brainiac. But the game was really exciting to watch, the gameplay looked really good. Four minutes of absolute insanity. Forspoken also is going to launch on May 24th, 2022. Warhammer 40k Space Marine 2 was revealed. We had a new look at Saints Row. The game does look different from what we had seen before, but still doesn't look like definitely it's not the same as the Saints Row that we know and love and have been playing for a long, long time. But still, I'm sure that they're doing their best. We also had best action adventure game going to Metroid Dread, again very well deserved. Dune Spice Wars was announced, which is basically a strategic game, and I'm very excited for it because if you may or may not know, um, Dune actually had something like this, I'm not even sure if it was called Spice Wars, but it actually had a similar kind of game for Civilization um, 4, uh, it was kind of a mod, but now the fact that we have it, you know, for, you know, um, like, um, officially, then it's, for me, that's actually really, really exciting, thinking that, yeah, finally, we have a Dune strategic game that is um, official as hell, so, hell yeah, I'm excited for it. Alright, after that, um, we saw uh, Tiny Tina uh, and her game having a new trailer, and it looked really cool, <laughs> really funny. 
because you know some of the characters actually had a very different design than they usually used to have and it was really fun it was definitely give the trailer a look if you are a fan of borderlands like i am it'd be really uh funny to you as well among us now has a vr version so among us vr is coming um best ongoing game award alongside best community support went to final fantasy 14 online still unbelievable to me that a game that launched with a with a horrible state finally got you know um this much support this much love and now it's some of the greatest mmos that people can play that makes me really really happy also, Rumbleverse was announced. It's coming next year. You can create your own Rumble Warrior to fight with other people. Kind of a cool game looking. Looking kind of a cool game. Um, we also had a new look at A Plague Tale. Requiem. Requiem. <laughs> the way I said it was really funny. The game is still slated for 2022. However, we still don't have a firm release date or date. But the game looked so freaking good. Like, there was so many things that, you know, I, I was just like, holy shit, the graphics on this game. And I'm actually really excited to see next-gen games with their graphics and see you know, how far they can take it. Because I don't think that we've scratched the surface even. I mean, you know, Requiem actually looks really good. I'm really excited. And, you know, there were things that in trailer that were new, like crossbows, you could use crossbows, you... Um, traveled by boat, so many cool things. Eesh, very excited. Crossfire X has been announced, not announced, actually, sorry, had a new trailer. Crossfire X had a new trailer. It's a game that Remedy with Smilegate, they're making it. It's that game that was about, if you remember, it was about the guys um, in uh, the control world. And it has it had both a single player campaign and multiplayer. The game is coming on February, but unfortunately it will be um, for Xbox Series X, S, and Xbox One. So, why? I want to see more of this game. I was excited. <laughs> Innovation in accessibility goes to Forza Horizon 5 and also Day 1, uh, best sports or racing game. If you're wondering what was the innovation, it was basically, you know, you had an interpreter um, help people who cannot hear so it was really really awesome so congratulations to their team I mean they deserve it so let's see let's see let's see let's see let's see what else we have uh, <laughs> I can't say this on the show GTFO that's what I'm gonna say GTFO is now out of early access we had the first look at Halo 4 Paramount Plus, which actually, the, you know, the series looks really good. I'm really excited for it. Um, oh, yeah. Also, there's a picture of um, you know, Master Chief from this series, and he looks so badass. I mean, I'm so excited. Jeez, this has been the longest episode ever. Wow. Sorry, guys. Best Game Direction went to Deathloop. Best Esports went to... Um, League of Legends, Family Game, It Takes Two, Fighting Game, Guilty Gear Strive, Best Simulation or Strategy, uh, Age of Empires 4. Elden Ring also won Most Anticipated Game for a second year in a row. And they also had this 
pot guy come to the show. And it's like, you know, this cool little... Actually, it wasn't little. It was a huge statue. And, uh, you know, statue. No, it's like... How do you even... What is this thing, even? How do you describe this thing? Look, if you have played Elden Ring, there's like, you know, this... Pot thing that has hands and arms and you know legs and feet things like that that was in the show I have no idea how to even say it so we also had a new Elden Ring trailer that talked more about the story and honestly I I'm not that invested in the story anyways not until the game at least comes out but many people are excited for it and they're thinking like what the hell is happening and you know things like that but I have no idea what it is but I am very excited, regardless. We also had a first look at Ark Raiders gameplay, which is being developed by Embark. We also had Keanu Reeves come and announce the uh, Unreal Engine 5 experience, and he was just like, you know, crazy. He was like moving his arms around and, you know, making fun. But this was announced, this was basically the tech demo. The tech demo was actually really cool. And um, it was running on Unreal Engine 5. It was a showcase of its power. And while the graphics looked mind-blowingly good, there were times that it looked weird. Because while, you know, Keanu Reeves had a great recreation in Unreal Engine 5 to the point that, you know, uh, we couldn't you know, possibly understand if this was the movie or the video game, which is absolutely amazing. But when Carrie Ann... Uh, Moss actually came um, We understood that yeah, this is definitely a video game and then the NPCs were shown and they were like, oh, no This is the video game, but then the action started and we were like, no, this is way better than what we expected It was so exciting so cool in terms of graphics mm, out of this world, but While it was a short experience then we were introduced to you know different Abilities that the engine has and then they we were told that yeah, you can now roam freely However, this roaming freely did come at a cost. There was not much that you could do. You could just, you know, have cars and you run them around and the controls were not supposed to be perfect. I understand that that's not a bad thing or anything like that. I'm not counting that. But when you put an option called fly and you can actually fly, at least do something about it. Like, I don't care that, you know, it's first person. At least make it more exciting, make it faster and, you know... Make the flapping sounds at least be present. I mean, there could have been a little bit more to make it more exciting. But a major problem for me that made this experience not exactly optimal was that we had so many frame drops and that was bad. Like, if you played it, you know what kind of drops we had. You probably had and I had as well. I mean... I have no idea why it was that. People are saying that it wasn't optimized, but you know, it it was cool regardless. So if you have a PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X or S, on S you will have a very terrible experience. Apparently it's 80 actually it's 800 p So not even full HD and it's barely above 720. So yikes. But, continuing on, let's stop and keep moving. Um, the winner of Game of the Year was announced, and in a very good surprise that I actually didn't even, I didn't expect it. 
I actually wanted it to win, but I didn't expect it would definitely win. It takes two actually won game of the year. And um, it they won, and it was so exciting to see Joseph actually go up there and you know be so excited and say again some nice choice words for for Oscars again. But you know what? I was half expecting him to say something about takes take two as well. But I mean, because you know, take two is really stupid with their you know um, they acted really stupidly with their um, dumb lawsuit. And honestly, uh, I I would have like you know I would have loved to at least see him say something about that. I mean, it probably it was probably wiser not to. But you know, this is a guy who actually said "f you" to the Oscars multiple times. But still, um, he didn't say anything. He was really excited that he won, and uh, congratulations to him. I mean so excited that it takes to actually won it deserved it it really really did it was a great game amazing game and to me it was a you know game that also deserved game of the year i mean my game of the year actually is it takes two but you know because i know that if i said that out loud then people would be like what what about this game that game this game that game this game we'll be like guys guys different experiences <laughs> anyways if you may remember, earlier in the episode, I said that um, there were basically, you know, talks of you know, unionizing and uh, Activision Blizzard employees were trying to get unionized to fight back. Turns out that Brian Bulautau, who previously worked for the Trump administration, sent an email to staff this morning saying, Consider the consequences of your signature on union cards. What? I mean, what's wrong with these people? I mean, we can understand that the yeah, Activision management is very nervous about people unionizing and, you know, having to support each other. But to go as far as to actually threaten these guys and say, yeah, consider it. Bad things will happen. Dude, why? And I don't understand why doesn't the industry do something more to fight these guys back. They could have done way more. Let's be absolutely clear here. Coming out and saying that, yeah, we condemn this is not enough. If you really condemn it, you should have probably stopped these guys. You probably would have been like, yeah, sorry, we're not going to work with you guys for the foreseeable future. But they were like, yeah, we condemn them. Will you do anything more? No, we just condemn. Jesus. Google has also announced that it wants to make Android games playable on Windows next year through a new and native Google Play Games app. So once they do that, you will be able to get your, um, basically like your um, games with you anywhere you go, whether it's on PC or, you know, on your smartphone, tablet, whatever you have, you can continue your progress through Google Play Games. This is actually a really cool thing. But, you know, there were some games that they did their own version to basically have it done. Um, believe it or not, um, there were uh, times when, you know, for example, you go Duel Links, which I play a lot, where you could basically get your Konami ID in and that would save your progress. Or Pokemon did the same thing. So having it now be in a way that, you know, Google does it for you 
that's actually even better for me because I'm like, okay, okay, that's pretty awesome. That makes it far easier to do. And uh, pretty awesome anyway. Uh, also, Herman Hulse has announced that they have bought Valkyrie Entertainment uh, and they're joining PlayStation Studios. They are a support studio that have worked on games like God of War, God of War Ragnarok, Halo Infinite, and God knows how many more games. And actually somebody has posted this. Um, they also worked on Valorant, Ark, Bloodlines 2, uh, Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, League of Legends, uh, Shadow of War, States of Decay, and Legends of Runeterra? Yeah, that. So, yeah, they have worked on many games. And according to Valkyrie Entertainment themselves, they have also worked on many PlayStation games as well. Many big franchises, including Infamous, God of War, and Ratchet and Clank. So, congratulations to them joining PlayStation family. Um, let's see, let's see. Um, that's it. Wow. I now have to actually go and you know take a break out of talking that much. I mean, yeesh, my throat hurts. But anyways, yeah, guys, this was the news of this past week, including um, Game Awards 2021. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope that it was informative, as always. And um, if you did enjoy it, again, as always, why not like, subscribe, <laughs> and do things like this? I mean, I'm joking. If you did, if you did enjoy it, you know, even um, simply saying that, yeah, I enjoyed it is more than enough for me. But if you can, if you have the, you know, um, ability to share it or do something like that, I'd be really grateful. So thank you anyways, guys, uh, for joining. I know this was a very long episode and um, I hope that I was able to keep your attention for a long time. Um... And yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you. I'll see you guys tomorrow for Anime Talk, which is going to be very, very cool. Like, we have a lot to talk about. We also have to talk about Demon Slayers, manga, and you know, manga, manga, and everything that happened in it. And it will be spoilery, but it will not be like Mob Psycho, because, you know, I don't think that I have time to talk about everything that I had. That was like only 10 chapters. But here it's far longer than that. So it's going to be like, you know, review of the whole thing. So anyways, guys, see you tomorrow. And until then, have fun, play video games and be safe. Bye.